There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Switch on Pop. I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. And I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. And this is the first installment of Modern Classics, where we speak to our favorite musicians, journalists, and friends of the show about a song that's important in their life and in the world. And today's guest is the host of It's Been a Minute for NPR and our favorite former music and poli-sci double major, Sam Sanders. Welcome back to the show. Thank y'all for having me. And I got to say, it's so nice to be in y'all's actual home studio with these wonderful views of like East LA. It's great to be here. A good vibe. It's so nice. The vibe is intimate. Zora the dog is yes, just my having, dog the, is here. having the time of her life. Speaking of which, Sam, what song have you brought for us? So I would have brought 10 of his songs, but I brought my favorite one. It is a song by this artist. Uh, named Labyrinth, L-A-B-R-I-N-T-H. And the song is called Sexy MF. And you know what MF stands for. And I think this is probably one of the most well-crafted pop songs I've heard in several years. Sexy On top of it just being like a really well-written song that is sung well, there are all these little secrets and surprises that pop up before you know it. It's like bespoke <laughs> maximalist power pop. Yeah, I'm the one that possessed with Once they come, they don't really want to leave. When you told us you wanted to talk about Labyrinth, I looked into his background. Labyrinth's real name is Timothy Lee McKenzie. He was born in the UK and released his first single in 2010. Since then, Labyrinth has collaborated with Sia and Diplo as LSD, Labyrinth, Sia, Diplo, and worked with Beyonce on the live-action Lion King soundtrack. But Sexy MF is not his biggest song, so... It's pretty cool that you brought us this particular track to dig into. We should start with your personal connection to this song. Yeah, so I discovered Labyrinth through Euphoria. He did the music for HBO's Euphoria, which was Zendaya's breakout prestige TV show. And that was like dark, druggy, like industrial trip hop. Super brooding. Yeah, yeah, and I also loved it. But I wanted to find more of his music, and then I discovered this album, and it's like the exact opposite. It's called Imagination and the Misfit Kid. Hmm. It is like pop music to animate 
like children's fables. It's just like fun and fantastical and like all these wonderful tricks and bobbles and whistles happening. And this song, A Sexy MF, is one that I've played perhaps a thousand times since I've heard it first. And I don't know. That's how I found him. I think that like now that I've found him, I just find myself playing his music once a week <laughs> because it's really, I think, rewarding to find a musician who is that virtuosic making pop that accessible too, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like he could be making songs that are really, really hard for the average person to understand. But you hear this song, right. your grandmother gets it, your kid gets it, everybody gets it. As you say, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of what we've been calling ear candy. Yes. Here. Yes. Should we unwrap it? Let's do it. Let's go through and maybe pinpoint some of those moments that really capture our imagination. Even the way it comes in, it's great. Yeah. Hey, you're a pretty little thinglet. Hey, what the f*** was the thinking? Drink, got me getting a little ahead of myself. Even that, ooh, the whole song, he's got this chorus of labyrinths mm, yeah. providing these wonderful mm. pops of, like, counterpoint. And it's like, the song would have been fine with just him singing the verse and the chorus, but there's this little, like, choir of nymphs behind him, <laughs> surprising you, like, every other stanza. I love it. Even in just that little piece of music, I feel like I got at least four pieces of ear candy. Like yes. we had, I mean, the opening Game Boy. Yeah, like what was that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have the little drink when we get the clink of the glass. Yes, yes. We had the choruses. Sexy mother. And then, of course, yeah, this is the funniest thing about the song is that it's a song called Sexy MF and it's totally clean. And so he yeah. finds ways of covering up the yeah. place that there's going to yeah. be a curse. Every time. Yeah. yeah. But it, like each one of those, it, they happen so frequently. Yes. That it feels like I just get keep getting pulled in uh-huh. asking exactly what you ask. Like, wait, what, what, what is that? that? What was that? <laughs> like, yeah. I the song again. Yeah. And I think that only works because like the groove that underpins it is so accessible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is so direct and just boom. And the piano just like boop, 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 boop. Yep. like it, it just grounds you, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, so that all the other stuff can work. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That's the that groove is like the scaffolding on yes. top of which are all these shiny baubles and trinkets. Okay, that wasn't my greatest metaphor, but it'll work. It'll work. I I want to go to another moment of those nymph-like background vocals. Yes. It's right after he sings the great phrase, dilly-dallying. <laughs> There's this like vocal cascade is the only way I know how to describe it. Play, play that again. Play it's that so again. good. I would love for Labyrinth to spend four minutes just there. Yeah. And he's like, you get four seconds. Yeah. You get four seconds of that. You're welcome. That's what good musicians do. <laughs> yeah. The thing you want more of, uh-huh. they deny you. Yes. I think we are, all of our eyes lit up at 126 when Labyrinth said, all right, I'm ready for a verse. Let's, <laughs> let's hear that again. I'm ready for a burst. That drum fill. 
it just fills you up for like two seconds. Yeah. This is reminiscent to me of like James Brown mm. saying, let's take it to the bridge. Yeah, take him to the bridge. Yeah, it's someone who is has total command of their artistry, right? Yes, and it's like in control. But it's it's kind of fun too because James Brown was directing a band and, and, yeah. and saying like literally, let's take it to the bridge. And here, Labyrinth's doing all the instrumentation, probably. Exactly, like he's doing all the instruments, all the vocals. So he's telling himself to go to the verse. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yes, sir. I'll follow. I will follow you following yourself to the next verse. That'll be great. You want more? Oh, <laughs> of course. More ear candy? Okay. This is a truly heart-stopping moment. We've heard this chorus phrase before, God made a masterpiece, but the second time through, something completely unexpected happens. Yes. Sexy mother. God made a masterpiece. God made a masterpiece. Every time I think the stereo broke. Yeah. I'm like, what happened to my music? And then he brings it back. God made a masterpiece. I almost want that moment to hang there forever. Uh-huh. But you do expect, we. it seems like we're all really cued into the sort of choiry qualities yeah. that he has. I. You almost want the chorus to just reverb out yeah. in a cathedral forever. But he just cuts it off. And you're, you're down to you wanting more. Yeah. Yeah. Let's unwrap one more piece of ear candy. It's the lead-in to the final chorus when we get something that is, again, totally unexpected, kind of shocking, mm-hmm. but also totally fits seamlessly into the flow of the song. It's these kind of stabbing funk guitars that it we- It gave me Prince vibes. Yes, that we've never we've never heard them in the song until now and we'll never hear them again. Yeah. And the way that his drum tracking keeps up with all of this, mm. like the drums are like working with that like really quick stab of like guitar. I don't know. It's just like how much time did he spend just on those three seconds? Could be an afternoon. Yeah, totally. Let's talk about Prince for a second. Yes. Because I hear a, an homage to, to Prince and those guitars. Even the name of the song. And the name of the song. <laughs> yeah. Yes. This is like the elephant in the room. Yeah. This is not the first song we've heard called Sexy MF. Uh-huh. 1992. Prince and the New Power Generation yeah. release a song with the exact same title, and guess what? It still slaps. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You sexy motherfucker. We're all alone in the villa of the Riviera. Got some friends on the south side in case you cared. Out of all of your friends, I want to be the closest. That's why I tell you things. <laughs> Prince rapping. So great. So dated. (laughs) So fun. So yeah, we hear those. I mean, they're not the exact guitars, but they're like in that Prince world. Mm -hmm. We've actually talked about this in in the past. Like Prince has this very particular way of playing rhythm guitar. Mm -hmm. He's like, he called it chicken grease. Yeah. And D'Angelo references that Uh later on Voodoo. This very specific way of playing a a minor ninth chord. Mm -hmm. We hear it here. And, you know, it's interesting because Labyrinth is very clean on this recording yeah he, he never actually says the word mf yeah <laughs> nor do we <laughs> it's like mother er yes 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 but on this original 1992 prince track he does say it mm-hmm. and he was censored for it 
Oh, wow. Some radio stations refused to play it. Others huh. would fade down the volume and anytime that part came along his record label asked him to release a clean version he refused to really so i, I don't oh, know I, I mean who knows if this is deliberate on labyrinth's part but it's almost like like he knows i wonder well it's also interesting at a certain point prince stopped playing that song as well oh hmm. he is so later in his career when he really leaned into being jehovah's witness in live performances he would just do the clean stuff hmm. and i think he hadn't performed that song for years in public before he died. I mean, I, I can't help but hear Labyrinth paying homage to yeah. Prince. And the fact that Labyrinth plays all of the instruments on this track, mm-hmm. which is something Prince was known mm-hmm. to do in the studio as well. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, we were talking about Labyrinth as an artist who's both experimental and accessible. Yeah. I think that also really applies to Prince. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. So... The more kind of layers I start to unpack with this title, Sexy MF, and these musical references, like those subtle guitars, mm-hmm. the, the more I hear, like, maybe Prince occupies a special place in the sort of musical pantheon yes. of, of Labyrinth. I don't yeah. know for sure, but that's the sense yeah. I'm getting. Labyrinth, call us. Let us know. Yeah. We want to talk but, to you. There's also something about doing a song called Sexy MF. It's a clean song. Mm-hmm. All of the sexiness, I think, comes from the confidence that we get in his vocal delivery, yes. in, in those choices of saying, I'm just going to take it to the verse. Here. <laughs> I'm just going to like say, this is a masterpiece and give you silence. Yeah. He's flexing. Yes. It is It is sexy. It's very, very sexy musically to have that kind of confidence right. with this kind of song. I'm so into it. What's, what's cool, too, is you hear this confidence throughout the album, Imagination and the Misfit Kid. Take another track like Mount Everest. Oh, yeah. Mount Everest ain't got shit on me. Mount Everest ain't got shit on me. What a way to start a song. (laughs) And this also was in Euphoria in one of the episodes. Mm. When Zendaya is like strung out on God knows what. (laughs) Silence again. Right? You ain't got shit on me. Cause I'm on top of the world. I'm on top of the world. Yeah. Uh, holy moly. <laughs> My favorite moment of confidence on the album, save for this song, mm. Sexy MF. On the song Misbehaving, you gotta hear how it just changes. Ladies and gentlemen. 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 Another moment that s- almost sounds like a glitch. Yes. But then yeah. you're like, oh, like, no, oh that's... no, he meant to do this. It's very James Brown. So James Brown. You mentioning James Brown, it's so that. It is like one song, and then around two minutes in, he makes it an entirely different song. Huh. <laughs> you're like, okay, great, man. Great. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for. What? Wait for it. How do you do that? And this bass is about to walk real funky like. 
And then just as you're getting into it, he's like, okay, that's all. And you know what? Hearing this back again, I said earlier he's making power pop. He's making power funk. That's what it is. Bonkers. I have right? to collect myself. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that just like mind blowing? Wow. It is bespoke power funk. That's what I'm going to call him. It feels like somebody took down the like dictionary of pop music, had mastered it, doesn't care what page they're drawing from. Uh-huh. Like three seconds you get like, a 90s R&B thing just for a second in the keys yeah. and then yeah. like oh no we're going we're going here and now we're going there and it, and it all works and I think particularly what surprises me about it is like I feel like a lot of, of people who try to update some kind of like soul or R&B sound by throwing contemporary drum production on it yes mm-hmm. right especially yes. when you're doing like soul kind of thing uh-huh. and, and I'm thinking like the you know, like the like Megan Trainer style way of doing it. Yeah. Where like it just, I mean, there's all kinds of ways that maybe it doesn't translate, but just the sonics and the production, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel gimmicky. No. Like it actually no. does blend. Yes. And it doesn't feel it it doesn't feel too time specific. No. It doesn't feel like this is gonna sound dated five years from now. It's no. probably not. It's probably gonna sound really fresh. I don't know. It, it's something magical there. It's something magical. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We were talking about the spinal cord of this song, Sexy MF, being yes. that piano line. Yes. Which is so simple. It's just eighth note yeah. triads yes. over and over yes. again, a three chord loop. And like the major first kicks it off. He's like, oh, I, I know yes. this. I feel this. Yeah. This is familiar. Yeah. Exactly. A major. C-sharp minor, E major, on repeat from beginning to end. It almost doesn't make any sense that something so simple can be so compelling. Yeah. This just steady piano chord over and over again accompaniment. I clearly don't have the right language to articulate it so i thought we can enlist the help of miss lauren hill and let's just call this piano pattern that thing oh parentheses doo-wop uh-huh it feels vaguely 60s r&b but it's more than that, because it happens all the time everywhere, but it is, yeah. It happens all the time everywhere. It's crazy. I think you could find this piano thing da, 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 yeah. da, in every decade of popular yeah. music. Yeah. 
Let's go back to Paul Anka, 1959. <laughs> Did not expect Paul Anka. Put your head on my shoulder, which I know the kids are listening to on TikTok right now. Okay. And we're going to hear that same da, 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 piano accompaniment. Okay. Put your head on my shoulder. Hold me in your arms, baby. That's what Lauren Hill is talking about, right? Yeah. Those yeah. Back when they used to sing with those uh-huh. thick harmonies. But as we move forward in time, we find it over and over again. 1960s, how about the Beach Boys, God Only Knows? Oh, yeah. 1970s, Harry Nielsen, Gotta Get Up. What's the show? What's the Netflix show where they play this all the time? Russian Doll. Yes. (laughs) So good. 1980s. Don't worry, we just have three more decades. I'm fine with it. I I love it all. Foreigner, cold as ice. (laughs) The way that you're swinging all these songs together, I'm really into it. Nineteen nineties, Dr. Dre and Snoop, still Dre. Still Snoop Dogg and DI, DI, Guess who's back? And two thousands, maybe Grizzly Bears two weeks. <laughs> As I call it, the Volkswagen commercial song. It's the Volkswagen commercial song. And you know what? Good for them. Get that check. (laughs) (laughs) It's always comforting Mm. because you're hearing the chord over and over so you never get lost. You're like, oh, I hear it. Yeah. I love that, Sam. Let's bring it back to Sexy MF for a second. Hey, you're a pretty little thing. Hey, what the was the thinking? Drink got me getting a little I think you nailed it. I think there's something that's so grounding about those piano chords just going from beginning to end of every one of these songs that allows these artists to like fill up the rest of the track yes. with all of these surprising things, syncopations, yes. timbres you don't expect, formal divergences. Yeah. It's like with that piano just chugging along through the entirety of the song, it gives you a lot of liberty yes. to experiment in all these other musical realms. Yeah. Yeah. So my takeaway from this is that if you want to have a pop song and you, you want to just kind of go nuts and go wild and try out your trick bag of ear candy. Yeah. Just lay down a get those chords down. Lay down, down an eighth note piano groove yes. and yes. just and anything and goes. Go to town. Go to town. Because the piano just holds Hold your hand mm. while the other stuff can do everything else yeah. around it. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things we've been thinking about in this modern classic series is about the way in which a song which or an artist who might be entirely contemporary is either saying something about music writ large and is in that conversation or might even be influencing it. I'm, wa- I'm, wondering, I'm wondering, are there ways that you're hearing Labyrinth sound move out into the rest of pop music? I think it is this wonderful playfulness that doesn't ascribe itself to genres specifically. Mm -hmm. So like 
there's a lot of funk and R&B going on with this album, but there's also a bunch of pop happening. And the stuff that he did in the group LSD, that's even poppier, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that, like, he is this artist who represents kind of, I don't know, the way that, like, all of Gen Z just is. They don't they don't <laughs> care about genre anymore. They're like, right. is huh. it a group? Do I like yeah. it? Yeah. Like, is this a good song? I also think that, like, he is doing a thing that I think is hard because the song itself and like this kind of bucks a trend, but it's part of a trend. The song itself is less than three minutes long. It's just at three minutes long. And we've talked about pop songs getting shorter because of a lot of different factors. And usually when the song gets shorter, you lose parts of the song. You lose chorus, you lose verse, you lose whatever. He still manages to give you a fully formed song in like two minutes and 54 seconds and it's lovely because it harkens back to like the way songs used to feel maybe 15 years yeah. ago, but it's still the same length that all these new songs are today. He just feels very much aware of like how he fits, where he fits, and is like comfortable. It is classic and modern at the same time. And I know that's so cliche, but I really believe it about this guy. It's very, I think for that reason, it's very repeatable. I didn't realize that my Spotify account had that setting where it immediately replays the track after oh. you listen to it. I actually listened to this track three times in a row <laughs> before, before, you I noticed. Re- before I realized that it had restarted yes. twice. Yes. Because I was just enjoying it oh, so yeah. much and it just was, it's all so seamless. This is interesting because when we listened to this together for the first time, yeah. my statement to you was, wow, it just kind of does one thing. And you're like, that's the uh, I was really, I was really offended <laughs> when, when you said that. I was deeply <laughs> disgruntled. Yeah, like, there's a lot of things, but I think to 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 Sam to your point about the about sort of the a genre, like is this just a groove? This song is just a groove that sustains you. Yeah, not just for three minutes, but on loop three times, exactly. and you keep wanting to go back more. Oh, yeah. And so I think like. It has a steadiness. It has that confidence. Uh-huh. But within it, it are all these magical little moments that yeah. keep you wanting more. Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you one more thing that's my favorite part? Yeah. The last chorus, yeah. he's providing this really interesting counterpoint where it's like him singing against the chorus that is like one note that then escalates to a higher note. And it's really simple when you think about it. But hearing it, it's just magical. It's just magical. Okay, we need to listen to that right now. So he's right here. He's hanging out on the fifth. Oh, yeah. And it's going to just kick up a notch. Now it's the root. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The third above the root. Yes. <laughs> it's like he's egging himself on for that last chorus. It's like Labyrinth singing to Labyrinth being like, go, 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 keep going. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, every time I hear it, it's all of two or three notes, right? Yeah. But it's just, it's amazing. Yeah. There's a note that I do not have. I will never have it's completely inaccessible <laughs> that is mm, so yes, high yes so. yeah yet another one of the treasures in this song this labyrinth deep cut i think 
I can speak for both Tron and myself, has turned us on to an artist that was on our radar, but we mm-hmm. had never really listened deeply to. Mm-hmm. Sam, thank you for bringing this track to us. I guarantee we're going to be listening to it nonstop for the rest of our days. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for bringing this to us. I'm honored to be here in Labyrinth. Any of us, all of us, would love to speak with you about your music. If you're listening, We're waiting. hit us up. We, there's an empty chair. <laughs> there really is. Literally, unless Zora grabs it. <laughs> Switched on Pop is produced by me, Nate Sloan, and he, Charlie Harding, were edited by Joe Lee Myers. Brandon McFarland is our engineer. Illustrations by Iris Gottlieb and social media by Abby Barr. We're proud members of the Vox Media Podcast Network and Vulture. And our executive producers are Hannah Rosen and Nishat Kurwa. Big thanks to JBL who are supporting us making all these exciting mini-series and providing us with the gear we need to travel around the country, making them as we visit friends and family. You can find more episodes of Switched on Pop anywhere you get podcasts. We're talking Apple Podcasts. We're talking Spotify. We're talking Overcast. We're talking Google Podcast app. We're talking apps I've probably never even heard of. But there's always our website, www.switchedonpop.com. Don't forget to tune in next week when we will release a brand new episode on a topic that has been most requested by our listeners out there. It's good for you, Olivia Rodrigo. We're going to break down this song with the help of a very special guest. Until then... It only remains for me to say thank you for listening. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.